Hey, this is Timothy Huang, Stephen Schwartz's new best friend, and you've been listening to Musical World. Oh, beautiful for pilgrim feet to stern impressions Say, hey, it's okay, here's another new day. Move on, just open your eyes. But what were these nightmares in this bed? Was I alive or was I dead? Covered in blood I run, but was I the one who And greet this new dawn Look out at the city So raw but so pretty Takes your breath away This is the life you choose now There's so much more to lose now Why the hell are you stalling? Your future is calling you Can't you hear it? It's calling Out there in all that sheen and shine I'll find success and call it mine Won't be a cost too high Or a price that I'd decline American morning, give me your bond And I won't lose my drive American morning, promise me just one thing Give me the chance and I'll go beyond I'll be so beautiful, I'll cry. Watching, you'll see, and I'll be reborn. American morn. Jin. Hey. Thanks. Good luck. Always pending, never ending, ever blending into the skyline. Always pending. First of the day. My eyes are Thanks. Good luck. Always pending, never ending. 
looking into the skyline, always pending, never ending, ever blending into the sky. American morning, give me a chance, and I'll go all the way. American morning, watch as my dreams come true. Every approach is an advance, and I advance without delay. Coming out strong and without warning. Do you hear American morning? The day is done. The day is done. Sunrise again already? Oops. Here, let me. Thanks, Ang. Good afternoon or good evening. Welcome back. And that was a song that was the opening song from Tim Huang's new show, Cost of Living. That was called American Morning. Hi, Tim. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm fine. And hey, we got Shane there, Tim, too. It's been a while. It's been a while, Hello, Tim. How you Shane? doing? I'm great, man. How are you? You sound great. You sound great. <laughs> you know what? You said it's been a while, and I looked it up. It's actually uh-huh. been almost two years. Oh, yeah. It was May of 2010, the last time we talked uh-huh. about it. it doesn't so what really were you working on back then? It's been a while since I've even heard that episode. Uh, yeah. Were <laughs> uh, you it? working on uh, one of the 15 minutes at that point, two to Wakefield maybe? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I was working on Two to Wayfield, um and probably still working on Death and Lucky. Um Yeah, yeah. yeah and then I, I went, you I know, I think we spoke to you just about uh you know, uh, your short short musicals and, <laughs> you know, I think we spoke to you about a little bit of everything. I don't think we featured one yeah. thing. I was the mayor yeah. of the 15 minute musical at that point. <laughs> That's right. Fifteen minute musical town. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then uh, yeah, I'm still intrigued by these fifteen minute musicals. I think I think it's, yeah. it just sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I mean. Yeah. No kidding. I think oh, what a cool. cool thing. By the way, I have to thank, thank you, Jim. The one t- that that one time you were in town and we were all hanging out at Faces and Names. Yeah. That's when I met Sebastian Fable. Yeah. Like was at that meeting. 
And this past February, he and I both each wrote a 15-minute musical for the Prospect Theater Company's uh, uh, musical theater workshop. And um, he just became a really good friend. Like, his his show was called Uncle Dougie's Hilarious. You should ask him about it because it was was hilarious. I peed my pants. It was so funny. Um, And and we bonded over it. We bonded over it because he had, um, like, the, the the basic setup of his show was pretty much the same. Like, I, I had an idea for a show which was very, very similar that I couldn't write because once I realized what it was, I was like, I'm not funny enough to do this. Um, and then just completely independent of, of me, he came up with something very, very similar. So when he was telling the room about it, I was like on the floor and people were looking at me like I was some crazy man because it, they're like, it's not that funny, Tim. I'm like, you don't understand. It's really that funny. <laughs> well, that was a great night, too. We had a lot of fun at Faces yeah. and Names. That's a great place. Oh, that's yeah, that's like my that New York hangout now because, man, <laughs> what, a, what a fun place. And it's we had a really court. fun crowd there that night. Uh, yeah. Wow, Noel Katz and Sam Carner and Jordan Mann mm-hmm. and uh, right. uh, Joe and his then fiance now wife and uh, wow. uh, oh the girls uh, from Sympathy Jones uh, oh help Brooke me and Mossy? yeah yeah Brooke and Mossy um, I don't remember them they were sitting on the couch opposite you. Oh, uh, my okay, wife and I were sitting wanted. there by the fireplace, and they were sitting on the couch now, opposite you. I believe Mossy's big into the 15-minute musical stuff as well, isn't she? Uh, doesn't she kind of organize a, the quick musical festival or something? Oh, you know I forget what it's called. Mossy That's is kind of I, I can't keep track of everything yeah. Mossy does. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> especially if it's a 15-minute thing, long thing. It's probably just fast and loose, right? <laughs> <laughs> We, but but we digress. American Morning. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> American yes. Morning that we heard. Who was that singing on uh, American Morning? Um, the lead voice on that was a fellow named Mark Delacruz, who's an amazing person. He's an amazing artist, uh, vocalist, uh, yoga instructor, uh, super fella. Um, and we had some backup help by Kristen DaCosta, Sarah Folsom, Andrew Kober decided to sing a little for me there and um well maybe me <laughs> maybe you maybe me probably me probably me um so uh that's actually this is really cool this is my my, my favorite new piece because my my new pieces are always my favorite um but it's about it is i read a, a an article in the new york times in 2009 in the winter of 2009 uh, about these two cab drivers who were sharing uh, the same medallion. They were taking opposite shifts. They were working for 12 hours at a time, and they only see each other at sunrise and sunset, like where they hand off the keys. Right. And uh, they're both immigrants. Um, they, in real life, they came from Nepal. Uh, from my adaptation, they're from mainland China. But uh, it was crazy. Like They both kind of started out at the same time and were working towards the same goals. Like They wanted to bring their wives over. They wanted uh, financial independence. They wanted all these things. Um, and even though they were doing the same thing, the guy who drove the day shift, which was um, voiced by Mark just now, uh, just ended up being better at it. And so the guy who drove the night shift kind of went crazy and kind of attacked his partner with a meat cleaver. 
Yeah, exactly. Freakiest thing, but there's like crazy New York stories uh, where like everything kind of gets to you. The pressure builds, and you know you're you're just sort of like a pressure cooker and kind of accident waiting to happen, I guess. Um, but yeah, so my show kind of illustrates the last night of their driving together, and then that event, and then the rest of it is sort of told in flashback, uh, where we kind of map out where these two guys started and how they got so far apart from each other. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's so, like that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, amazing. yeah, well, you know, they say like, I tend to have like a, a proclivity, I guess, for these stories that nobody else would dare to make into a musical. <laughs> well, wasn't your first musical about um, the earthquake, right? Or was, I don't know if it's your first. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah that's right. That's totally right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, hey, I think I'll write a musical about an earthquake. Hey, I think I'll write a musical about a meat cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but we're, mean, you know, we're getting a lot of... The sorry, story just in itself is fascinating. Just imagining these two the guys and how their minds just working on these long shifts of driving the cab. You know how one went one yeah. direction, one went the other. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I was reading this book uh, around the same time called The Other West Moore. Have you guys heard of it? No. No. All right, it's a piece of nonfiction, um, but basically, there's a guy named Westmore who grew up in the Baltimore of the war. So like inner city, a lot of guns and drugs and stuff like that. And because he was like a really lucky dude, he got the right influences and education and he became a Rhodes Scholar. Now, the day that the local paper announces that he, he got the scholarship, there's another article about another guy named Westmore who grew up like blocks away, who was convicted to life in prison for attempted murder. And, um, and he sees this article and he kind of like, he, he flips his wig. He's like, I don't understand how like this other guy with my name who basically lived my life could become, get so far away from me. Like, and so he interviews him and he interviews his family and he tells us a little bit about his own family. And ultimately I think he comes with, comes down, down to the premise that tragically he says my life could have been his and his life could have been mine. But this is America, and that's what's kind of messed up about it, is that, like, there are no guarantees, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and so now he basically he goes to, uh, like, inner-city schools, and he's a motivational speaker. He says, like, I was you, and look at where I am now. You can do this. You just need to know that, that it's possible. And it's really quite an amazing story. He's a very articulate fellow. Oh, and that's I just, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of where I was going with uh, with cost of living. Is I wanted to illustrate how like two people who are basically on paper the same uh, end up like as a, as a result of you know the the experiment that is the American system or whatever, just end up on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, huh. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. So, let's hear one of the songs here. Can you tell us a little bit about the song Chin Up? Okay, so the night shift driver in my piece, his name is Chin. And um, the, the day shift driver's name is Aang. Uh, and so the, this song is basically, it takes place during his first week in, uh, in New York City, America. Uh, he's with his roommate named Tak, uh, who works at the local Chinese restaurant. 
and he's with his uh, future cab partner, Aang. And they've just come from a dinner where the waiter says to him, you look sad, chin up. And he mistakes that for like a, a mandate. So he literally, he stands up. And they're kind of having a little bit of fun at his expense for misunderstanding what that meant. <laughs> okay. um, and so basically now they're like, they're talking, they're laughing at him and they're in a movie theater trying to like, they're watching the movie and, and that's what that song is. From Cost of Living, this is Chin Up. What? The man said chin up. He sounded really angry. I panicked. The table was just there. It's just a saying. Don't look so sad. I'm not sad. <laughs> no, you don't understand. That's what chin up means. Yeah, I know that, thanks. I'm saying I'm not sad. And now that I think about it, why the hell does a waiter care if I look sad or not? <laughs> he, he doesn't. doesn't. So are all Americans this backwards, or is it just New Yorkers? Don't worry, it's just a misunderstanding. It's like we discussed, the hill is demanding. If you can trust, you'll adjust to the climb. You'll be okay, you've only begun your new education. That was just one bizarre conversation. Right now you're still crawling, but all in good time. You'll find your way. Let go of the frustration. Let go of the frustration. Embrace the elation. Embrace the elation. That with your migration, your new destination says you can fly high. So chin up, 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 chin. Look there, Jackie Chan is up on the screen. He's goofy, but man, he steals every scene. He scored a big hit with his wit and his charm. Not his kung fu. Now nobody cares that he is Chinese. No snickers, no stares. For him it's a breeze. And Chin, take a pause. Here is cause for alarm. You'll come through too. If you've got desire. If you've got desire. Then you can fly higher. Then you can fly higher. Get rich and retire. And never require, perspire, or cry, or be sad. Cause you're filthy, stinking rich. Filthy, stinking rich. So chin up. Chin up, chin up, chin up, chin up, chin up, chin up, shooby dooby wow. Chin up, 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 chin up. You're here now, what is there to discuss? Get off the boat and get on the bus. It's time to redeem the dreams that you dream. They say if you can't, you should fake it. But chin, we're all gonna make it. Chin up, 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 chin Sutton Foster, and you are listening to Musical World. Let go your frustration. It's not a vacation. Embrace adaptation. Don't need a translation to see that your station has driven your nose into the ground. 
keep your head down. Stay alive. Keep your head down, chin. Just drive. Dear Hannah, I finished my training and begun to drive. Since my roommate Tuck and I have only one bed, I have decided to drive on the night shift so we can both sleep on it. It worked out because he has a lunch rush at the restaurant and I get free fortune cookies. Eng, my new driving partner does not smell bad. Good news, Hannah. At this rate, you'll be over here in six months. Can you believe that I'm out here? Can you conceive that I've already come so far? But was there really any doubt here? What we achieve is based on what we are. There is no guess. There is no done. There is no hesitation to move. There's only yes. There's only run, jump, dive. There is only drive. Dear Grace, I can't believe we're here. I finally have a new partner, which means less money spent on leasing and more money in our pockets. You'll be here in no time. Except I got a flat tire last month and I had to pay for it out of pocket, so I have to catch up. <laughs> Don't worry, Grace. I'll make it work. It's just a momentary setback. The law of averages tells me that it's okay, and any minute now I'll get back on it. Just wait and see, Grace. I swear I will win the day. There is no right, there is no wrong, there is no time for worry or shame. I'll always fight. I will be strong, and I'll survive. I will always drive. Good luck. Thanks. Dear Hannah, my first week driving was great. It was hard to get used to going to bed in the mornings. I'm loving watching the sunrise before I sleep. It reminds me of you, big and yellow. Just kidding. Thanks for sending me the good luck tassel. I don't think I'll need it, but I'll hang it up on my next shift. Can't say why everything comes easy. Can't say why every road leads to solid gold. Okay, my clients can be sleazy. But show my wallet the difference, or I'm not sold. There is no scheme, there is no trick, there is no system here to exploit. That's just my dream. That wealth is quickly to arrive. There is just my drive. Another hour with no fair. Another day, another prayer. Another shift where I'm aware of all the miles that I can't drive. I feel good fortune in the air. Hannah, I am almost there. They tell me winters here are garish, but the snow will make the business really thrive. Happy holiday! Happy holiday! How's driving? Not so good. I keep getting cut off with those crazy Indians. They're really vicious. They steal my fares. Maybe I should drive more like my mom. <laughs> That is a terrible, terrible idea. Here, try this. What's this? I had this idea. Tuck gave me all these leftover fortune cookies. What if we put some in the back seat or on a tray or something? People think it's like a restaurant. They tip bigger. That's really smart. Well, it's just an idea. Thank you. Happy holiday. American morning. This is a gift that I cannot repay. American morning, answering all my prayers. Stuck in a rut, caught in a drift. You showed me how my partner shares. I didn't know, I hadn't guessed. 
How I'm so very blessed. As I stand facing a sunrise, feeling the future is open doors, and almost I might believe it. It gives me strength. I still have strength to drive on. There is no time and no excuse. There is no reason not to press on. The road's a climb, but there's no use in thinking that you cannot thrive. There is only drive. Tim, we just came out of Chin Up, followed by a reprise of the same song, and then the song Drive. So Drive is kind of about these two cabbies and their life on the road, right? I mean, they pull these huge, long shifts. Can you give us a little bit of feedback there about that song? Yeah. So uh, the little reprise is just, it's a couple of bars, and it takes place immediately after Chin Up, because what happens Uh is uh, they get into a fight uh, with somebody out in the lobby of the movie theater. Um, and Shin inadvertently gets kind of like he doesn't even start the fight, but he kind of gets knocked in the face. And that's sort of his introduction to New York City is he's this very like uh, naive and eager person who then ends up getting a bloody nose because he's trying to break up a fight um, and decides that from now on, he's just going to keep his nose to the grindstone and keep his head down and like and work. So uh, the drive number is basically how, uh, it takes place early on the show, and it's just sort of how these two guys sort of uh, take opposite shifts, and they just meet each other. Again, at sunrise and sunset, they hand off their keys. Um, and I guess uh, I kind of just wanted to illustrate that when they're both starting on level ground, they both have as much uh, potential as the other. And so in the beginning, Aang is the one who – and I think I sang Aang for Drive – uh, but he's the one who kind of is struggling a little. He's taking people by day, and that's not as lucrative. Um, and Chin, because his roommate works at a Chinese restaurant, becomes really, like, innovative. And um, as a result of the little fortune cookie thing that, he's, that he does, uh, where he puts it out in the back seat and people think it's like a restaurant, so they tip bigger, he, like, just willingly... <laughs> he just tries to share that with his partner, because... Uh, He's again. He's not like he doesn't have any animosity towards his partner, right. um, and he's still kind of naive up. So like he takes this money making idea and he shares it with with his partner, and um, and basically it's just sort of about their individual takes on how to succeed. Um, I think Chin tends to be a little bit darker, even though he's sort of the non underdog, the top dog at this point. Um, but it's mostly just about how, like, they start on even footing and don't stay there. Okay, well, what about uh, I Can't Believe I'm Here? Oh, this is probably one of my favorite numbers. Um, not the least reason because uh, Mark Cruz is singing Aang again, uh, and I don't have to do that. <laughs> but um, eventually in the story, uh, Aang becomes more successful and is able to bring his wife over uh, the wife that he's writing letters to in drive. And um, what happens is, I guess, her first day in, in New York, uh, he 
takes her out during the day. And so he basically sacrifices his own work shift so that they can go sightseeing. And there, um, I guess it takes place out on Battery Park. They're in front of the Statue of Liberty and they're like taking pictures. And she's just kind of like geeking out over all these different people. Um, like she sees, you know, uh, an artist selling paintings and a man who is pretending to be a statue and he only moves if you give him money. And, and she's basically spending money left and right, which is sort of stressing Eng out because he's not making any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's sort of, uh, it, it kind of gives us a clue into his relationship with his wife. And ultimately she sort of redeems that. Like she, you get the impression, I wanted to give the audience the impression that she was just sort of a, a fly by night, kind of not really giving anything weighted consideration, just like spending money willy nilly. Right. Um, but, but she has a moment at the end where, where she kind of justifies why she's been doing it. Um, which for me, for my money is finally the reason Aang is able to succeed where Chin failed because uh, as luck would have it, he was able to bring his wife over and his wife was the one who was able to teach him how to visualize his goals. And I think that's sort of the difference between um, our day shift driver and our night shift driver is one was able to visualize his goals and the other wasn't. Okay. And so, who's singing uh, the part of the wife? Oh, uh, that's, oh, remember her name. Her name is J.G. Makapugai and she's like, this fantastic, she's such a good friend, a fantastic singer. And she was recently, she was the title character in the Pan Asian Reps production of Imelda, the Imelda Marcos musical. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. And we go way back. Yeah. I love that girl. So that's JG singing with Mark. All righty. I can't believe I'm here. Say seagull. Seagull. You always make that goofy face. Goofy how? That's my regular face. It is not. Hand to God. Here, hold this for a second. Yes, please. Oh my gosh, everywhere we look, there is something new to see. Something to take in and be breathless with wonderment. Like a scene from my favorite book, everyone is stunning. There's people out here sunning, so perfect it couldn't be true. Just like looking at you. Are we really standing on this here? I just can't believe I'm here. Pretzel! Pretzel! Here, hold this. Yes, please. Uh, two pretzel, please? Only one, thank you. Here, hold this. Yes, please. You know, we used to make fun of these back home. I mean, it's bread, but it's salty, and there's nothing inside. But today, not bad. Yeah, no, they make a really good... Shiny. Look at her kind of going wild. What would all the squirrels think? Probably that she is incredibly not bizarre. How could we ever have a child? Would we even have survived? Has she even noticed I've canceled my morning routine? The day shift, I mean. Looks like making time's my new career. I can't believe I'm here. Look! Someone's selling your paintings! Hold it! Yes, please. Uh, how much to pay the one? $12.95. Little world set and into a party full of people everywhere. Full of people everywhere. Every color here displayed proudly, and now so are we. 
And then I just agree Can't what I see Because of how she sees me If I close my eyes, don't disappear Wait, is that a statue or is that a real guy? Hold this Yes, please I can't believe I'm here Look at how the sunset just glows Day shift comes to a close It's so gorgeous I could just close So could I all of it breaks my heart Now that we're not apart And our lives can restart There is nothing we can't do Come here, there's something you have to see How much for this? Keychain? $12.50 Thank you very much Hold this It's a keychain of the Statue of Liberty I don't understand Someday soon, you'll have your own medallion and your own cab. An SUV with that great new car smell. No partners, no shifts, no boss, just you. I want you to hold this. Keep it with you and just look at it every day. See it. Think about the day you put your own keys on it. Every day, eyes upon the road. Always with your goal in mind When do you expect to find Happiness in your own life? Trust me, I am your wife If you let me help you as you steer Navigate the cold unknown frontier We'll be somewhere better in the year. And we'll say we can't believe. And we'll say we can't believe. We will say we can't believe. We will say we can't believe. We, we will say we can't believe. We started Some good news this year. A couple of things. Um, some big honors for you. Uh, first of all, you were a finalist for the American Harmony Prize, and then most I recently, was. I guess like like a week ago, you were uh, selected one of four shows selected for the ASCAP Musical Theater Workshop, which uh, is pretty cool. I was such a rock star this week. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's been a really great. <laughs> It, it was. I wanted to say something else, but I wasn't sure if I was allowed to curse. Oh was, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sir. I was. I was shooting my pants. I was shooting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, why is that, Tim? Who did you hang out with last week? Um, because Mr. Schwartz is uh, what kind of a real rock star? Yeah, and, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I've never met him before. <laughs> so you got to hang out with Steven Schwartz, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, he's so generous. Um, the, before the very first presentation happened, like we, the four of us uh, writing teams uh, were expected to present our own show over, over four days. So each show got its own day. Um, before the first one went up, he pulled us all aside into another, a different room, and he was like, um, listen, you know, stupid people with stupid things to say don't screw up your musical. It's smart people with smart things. Um, and he was basically just saying, you know, Try not to take everything that the panel has to say uh, as like 
the word of God or whatever, um, right. and trust your instincts. Like if there's something that you disagree with, uh, just know that you disagree. You know, you don't have to like, you know, say it or whatever, but just nod and say, thank you and move on. And, and he was just so like encouraging that we'd be independent thinkers and not just take his word for it just because, um, he wrote Wicked and Godspell, <laughs> which, kind of, which is hilarious to me, right? Because, because he's not going to listen to what he has to say. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they, they were great. My day, uh, the panel rotated, and my day, I was so lucky. I got him and Lynn Aaron and um, oh, Andrew Lippa. I'm sorry, I, just, I was looking oh. at a picture of his face and I lost his name. Yeah, I'm yeah, um, Andrew Lippa, who whom I'd never met either. And they were just all so generous. And like, I, I was so nervous. I cannot emphasize enough how badly I was stuttering and sweating and they were so (laughs) sweet and so generous. That's still pretty cool. How does that day, like what, what occurs on that day? Do you, you pull a bunch of actors together and you do kind of a, a staged reading? I mean, how is it? Yeah, okay. So the way it works is they require that you present 50 consecutive minutes from your show. It doesn't matter where you start or where you finish. It's just 50 back-to-back minutes. So you can't do like the greatest hits version. Uh, And the purpose for that is you can write a great song moment, but if it's not strung together in a narrative that's cohesive, you know, that's really what they – that that seems to be the litmus test for them in terms of what makes or breaks a good musical is how much of it is, you know. Uh, and so I decided to start from the beginning and go 50 minutes in. Um, and they had let us know about it, I want to say, like three or four weeks beforehand. So mm-hmm. I had some time, considerable amount of time, to like get my people together and see who was available. Sure. Um, and then, you know, I basically with my own stage manager, it's it pretty fun. <laughs> I had to like coordinate schedules and book space and all that stuff. So. So then you just stand up there uh, on the day of, you know, with the little uh, grand piano there and uh, music stands and microphones and whatnot, uh, and you sing. And they watch, and you take a break for, you know, coffee or whatever, and you come back, and then they tell you what you're doing wrong and <laughs> what you're doing right. <laughs> and so did you come out of the room with, with, like, a checklist of, like, oh, wow, that, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Did you come out with a whole list? I really did. I had pages and pages of notes. I was even taking notes on the nights that I wasn't presenting because, like, the brain trust in that room is just so enormous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, on, on other nights, I think uh, Craig Carnelia was there. Um, Dean Pitchford was there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember everybody offhand. But it was just they were all so intelligent and so articulate. Um, and even the stuff that you don't necessarily agree with, you still like it's the fact that your your panel draws certain conclusions about your show uh, sure. speaks to certain things that you're maybe not doing so well. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's all entirely helpful. Like from beginning to end, it's super helpful. So very cool. Well, tell I us mean, about did... uh, almost. Um... Oh, uh, this this is a great number. I love this number. Um, Kelvin Moon Lowe is singing, and he's actually, he's my hero. He's on tour right now with American Idiot. Oh. Uh, he's such a rock star. Yeah, so cool. Um, and it's basically, he's, this is for the, the character of Chin, uh, and it's his sort of, uh, it's either the act one closer, maybe, or the act two opener. I can't really decide. Um, but he's, it's, 
we we have sort of seen him kind of bear witness to all this weirdness. And this is sort of the first time we get to hear him kind of emote about it. And so what's happening is he's basically just in his car, in his cab. It's late at night. He doesn't have a fare. He's just driving around. Um, and he's thinking about the last, I don't know, year and a half since he started driving. So we're about 18 months into uh, from his first day. All right. From Costs of Living, this is Almost. In this cab. I see past the crowds and crime See the world in different time Looking through the glass The seconds pass But I'm blocks away from where I had been As I drive It seems from here they run so slow They seem to move but never go they start and end their day in disarray Not knowing they finish where they begin Heads down around high collars Hiding from the fall If they come to me, they would see it all Cause I'm almost there Almost where Every trial I've led and stayed for Is mile that's bought and paid for Inch by inch I crawl But mile by mile I'm almost there Almost there Eighteen months It hasn't mattered what they think they call me foolish, stupid chink I do not hear the words, they go unheard So let them slay me as long as they pay me I've got too much writing and I'm not hiding Cause I'm almost there Almost square Every death that I return is one less dollar left to earn Drops inside a well One less day inside this cell Thinking I'm almost there And I can almost care Almost give a grain of rice If it's worth the sacrifice If the cost exceeds the price Drive a cab you have to share Stop pretending not to care I have to say I'm almost there Tim, what's next? Well, um, I am still submitting a piece for various different things. Uh, people have just responded so fantastically to this work. Um, I really, it's very humbling. Um, so we're just trying to keep the momentum going. Uh, there's a couple of places that are interested in workshopping it. I can't really talk about that just yet. Yeah, sure. um, but I want to do like a concert 
reading of the whole thing just for audience feedback because uh, fundamentally this piece functions more like a play than a musical. Uh, I know that's really weird, but that's just sort of my bag. Um, And if you don't see what happens at the end, you might, I don't know. I I think a lot of what uh, Mr. Schwartz and Ms. Flaherty and, and Mr. Lippa had to say um, I think I think it would have changed a little bit had they seen the outcome. Uh, so I kind of want to do that, but I don't really know yet when that's going to happen. Um, sure. Yeah. In the so what, what aspect of this show do you think people are wanting to grab onto the most? Is it the kind of the the immigrant immigrant experience aspect of it, or the the sensational you know news story of it? Or you, you what know, is it I, the people are most intrigued by? Do you think? I think it really depends on where you're at, uh, mm-hmm. because like some people really dig that it really functions like a play. Like I think the you know the the musical theater greats would say that plot wise you need to be very clear and concise so that people can feel free to enjoy song moments, and that's mm-hmm. certainly proven to work. I mean, time and again. Um, I just, as a writer, enjoy making an audience ask a question before giving them the answer. And that's right. actually very like off-putting to some people. And I understand that. And that's sort of making that balance work is my job. And I'm still working on that. Uh, but some people who know what's up kind of really dig that. Others really dig the immigrant experience. Um, others dig the fact that there is an Asian-American musical that isn't necessarily about... Um, picture brides, internments, or, you know, all those, all that stuff that's fodder for Asian American musicals. Um, I, I just, I just like it because, uh, I got to write a show for eight of my closest friends (laughs) who are like super talented. Um, and, and I really, I wouldn't have been able to, to get the kind of attention that I've gotten without them. So, you know, um, yeah. Very cool. Uh, do you have anything else in the works? Are you working on any other shows currently? Are you trying oh, to get some more fifteen-minute um, musicals? Actually, I just I, I just wrote one for uh, Prospect, the the one that we were talking about earlier with Sebastian. It's called Missing Karma, which uh, it takes place in a park at sundown where uh, a husband and wife are burying their dog. Um, <laughs> And, Why are you um, just full of these cheery ideas? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, oh, and I also I co-wrote a song with lyricist Sarah Wordsworth. Uh, really? For a, yeah, 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 yeah. She's, I mean, you know this, right? She's like one of my best friends. She's awesome. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, then we're always talking about working on stuff together. Of course, she's got her regular collaboration with Russ and the other two uh, entrancing folks, and that's great. Um, yeah. But but this opportunity kind of came across. There's this album, it's streeting, I want to say May 8th. It's called Over the Moon, the Broadway Lullaby Project. Um, and it's basically all lullabies uh, with, like, some really amazing names attached, both performance-wise and writing-wise. And she and I wrote a duet that got recorded by Sutton Foster and uh. Jesse Bass. Yay. Whoa, 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 slow down. Go back, go back, go back. <laughs> back up, back up, back up. Oh, here wait we a go. minute, wait a minute. Let's start over. You wrote a duet that was recorded by who? 
Um, there's this girl. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Her name is Sutton Foster, and I think she's been Sutton on Broadway. I, she's got a really yeah. famous brother. <laughs> so did you get to like sit in the room with Sutton and just like work with her on the music and everything? Um. By the, yes. I, <laughs> yes or no? Uh, by the time they got into studio, uh, the engineers and the musicians had already done like. Uh, an arrangement based on my my sheet music, yeah. um, which was written for piano only. So most of that work was already done. Um, I got to be there though, and we, you know, we chatted about stuff. Tim um, Shane wants to did, be did you mention so that bad. With me? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Shane wants to be you so bad right now. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, we're, we're, we won't be, you know, going to the movies together anytime soon, but she was really the most humble and lovely and just eager and supportive person. Uh, in addition to the fact that once she got, she and Stephanie Bass both got in studio, like to record their, their precision, their vocal precision was flawless, like yeah. flawless. Wow. And, and and you really, I mean, you really can tell when you're in that environment what separates, like, the great ones, you know? Like, they were just, they were so amazing. Um, and I'm super thrilled that they got, you know, that I, that I got to, to write a song for them, basically, uh, with Sarah. So, um, so that's coming out, you know, May 8th. Um, and, you know... I'm uh, ordering on should... Amazon right now. <laughs> I'm pre-ordering it as we speak. And I will be uh, tweeting about it and posting it on Facebook. Uh, I have like a a like page on Facebook, which is basically uh, facebook.com slash Timothy Huang songs. Um, and there's a YouTube too, which is also YouTube slash Timothy Huang songs. Um, cool. And my Twitter is Timothy Huang. Uh, so I'm definitely like talking it up and stuff like that. But, yeah, and if but you're driving down the road and you didn't get that, don't worry about it. When you get home, go to musicalworld.us, and there will be links in the show notes to those uh, those links. So don't go driving off the road or anything trying to <laughs> text yourself a message yeah. to remember to. And, oh, my gosh. Look out for that road kill. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was so bad. <laughs> well, as always, it's been a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, I'm – we're we're going to be heading back to New York here sometime, hopefully in the next couple of months. To oh, that sounds you know, great. So if we do, we'll definitely let everybody know, and we'll be hooking up at uh, faces and names. Cause man, if if you're in New York, go go check out that place. It is such a great place to go. <laughs> it's a really good time. Yeah. And invite Tim, cause he's like the best guy to hang out with. Thank you, sir. I am ever humbled by your compliments. We did, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun that evening. Yeah, that was it. Was a really good time. Yeah. I mean, from what I remember, because you know, I woke up the next day and it was like the hangover. I had the Mike Tyson tattoo on my face and, uh, and I lost, lost my shoes. So I don't. I can't say what happened to all of that time. But oh, the stuff that, that I remember was great. That happened after you left. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It happened after you left, right? 
<laughs> well, okay, we're going to go out with a, a song from the show. Oh. I could be that girl. Tell us a little bit about that before we go out. Okay. Well, first off, it's the wonderful Sarah Corey, who always just extends her talents to me uh, whenever she can, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, and, um, you know, I was talking earlier about the other Wes Moore and this kind of idea, idea that there's mm -hmm. somebody out there living your best life, um, mm -hmm. who's sort of like your doppelganger or whatever. Um, part of the build of, of this piece, there are these little transitional interviews where, uh, we meet people who share the same name as somebody else who's famous. Um, and the further into the show we go, the more that line is blurred and they start to appear within the narrative itself. So I Can Be That Girl is basically a song that a woman sings uh, when Aang, the day shift driver, picks her up. She's kind of just been fired from a job. Uh, she's an actress. Uh, she's been fired from a job and they tell her to just go home. Mm. Um, and she kind of explains to us why she got fired. All righty. Tim, as always, been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you good good very much. This is so much fun. And definitely give me a call when you guys get back to New York. Oh, absolutely. You know it. Oh, we will. The lovely Sarah Corey on I Could Be That Girl. Hey, Michael, it's Juliana. Call me, please. I just came back from my fitting, and it happened again. Like, seriously, isn't this your job? I mean, can we just please, just call me back? It's Juliana. Balls. Stupid agent. Sometimes do you ever just wanna throw shit? Sometimes do you ever just wanna go hit someone in the jaw? Hit them so hard, but you can't, at least by law. It's just that you work and you sweat and you bleed. You go and submit and you sing and you read till you get called back. Finally, your career's on track. And your agent is sending you gifts So fast your destiny shifts into highest gear Your time is here You're like, I could be that girl I could be the one who is worthy Let the flags unfurl Screw the snags that used to deter the instant You look past what you can see the girl I'm sure that I could be. So then what comes next is you go and you quit the job that you hate and your roommate. Little do you suspect, stupid Michael has left some things unchecked. Cause now it's woe there, hit the break. And how could we make this mistake? Cause you're just not
tonight I'm the ugly, stupid twin. And my life will never go the way I hoped or how I planned. You do not understand. See, I could be the star. I could have the fame and the glory rising fast and far. High above this second-rate story, hang a left and stop at 12.03. No, left. Left. Right, here. Yes. Thank you. Today I will look past the things I see. My name is Juliana, and I guess I'm just a tease. But I swear upon my Nana's grave, my last name's really Margulies. Today I'm newly jobless, and I didn't get the part, but I had enough to get me home. And that's a very good start. Wow. Uh, can you do one that uses the word kumquat? <laughs> How in the hell do you remember that? Every once in a while, I just giggle. Well, I don't know why, but I, I just giggle about the fact that you you were the kumquat guy on that commercial. Yeah, I was the kumquat guy. I can't believe you remember that commercial. I, I had, until he said something, I had totally forgot it. <laughs> well, you had two words on there. Well, it was kumquat, and what was the other one? Oh, uh, Pupu <laughs> 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 Yeah. Like, uh, I was called in to audition for Pupu Platter, obviously, because I'm an Asian dude. And then when I got there, I just shanghai the room, um, and I, and I, and I did some um, yeah. Michael, Michael Cassara, the casting director here in New York, gives me a hard time about that all the time. He's like, I can't believe you put that on your resume at one point. And I have nothing to say. I did, and I'm embarrassed by it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be. Hey, oh, what the heck? Yeah, it's work. <laughs> work is work. Well, Thanks, Tim. Thank very much. Lots of fun, man. Thanks, Jim. See Bye you now. later. Have a good evening, guys.